welcome, all of you. Thanks for taking a listen to us today on the uh, Tuesday edition of the Bill Michael Show. We are live at WKTY's studio, and if you're watching on the Bud Light live stream, you're seeing that, uh, but we're live out here in uh, La Crosse today. We were in Minneapolis on Sunday, Eau Claire yesterday, La Crosse today, be in Tomahawk tomorrow, not on the air tomorrow, but I'll be up there uh, this uh, coming weekend as well doing some stuff, and uh, there's a couple of different charity events going on up there. There's a breast cancer ride. And there's also uh, another uh, charity event raising money for autism that we're going to be a part of. So going to be uh, and they ask, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, I love going up there anyway. So when you ask and you want to make it, you know, a double event, hell yeah, do it in a heartbeat. So uh, we're going to be up there for that uh, over the next few days as the Tomahawk Fall Ride gets underway. We're going to be in Green Bay come Sunday and then finally back uh, driving back home early, early, early on Monday morning after the night game on Sunday night. But uh, a lot to get to. Matt LaFleur did not like the questions yesterday. Ben, did you get the sense that he was testy? Yeah, I. it's weird because I would assume he would be testy after a performance like that, but it's the same deal as last year. So I don't yeah. really know what to make of it. It was, we're going to hear Matt LaFleur coming up, but he was not happy in regards to uh, almost like don't talk to me about playing in the preseason. And 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 I you know, he's right. I mean, well, they didn't play their guys in the preseason, so I guess we're doing something wrong. And it was like um no, they have a different circumstance. They have a new head coach, but all their personnel, all their familiarity pretty much the same. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith, Dalvin Cook, Madison. Yeah, they pretty, you know, obviously Kirk Cousins. They they had everybody. Everybody was pretty much the same. Nothing changed. They didn't lose Justin Jefferson and have to figure it out. They didn't bring in three rookie wide receivers and say, go ahead and figure it out. Um, it, It was different. So I understand the basic technical comparison to say yeah you're you're not we don't need to practice in the preseason because they didn't we just did something wrong but the circumstances the detail is different and he didn't like being questioned about that and then the question about look Jair said he wants him give him to me I'll take JJ all day long well, that'll screw up the whole premise of our defense. What is the what is the philosophy of the defense? Just get torched until you get torched any can't get torched anymore? That was Mike McCarthy in an NFC championship game when Plaxico Burris was running all over your ass. And then they went, Oh, fourth quarter crap. Maybe we gotta cover that guy. Oh, jeez. Too little, too late. Eli Manning walks away with a victory. So I, you know, we're not idiots. I, Matt LaFleur and that coaching staff has forgotten more football than I will ever know in my lifetime. But I know one thing, and my dad taught me this years ago working on the farm. If you step in it because it's brown, it doesn't make it mud. And you can't ball it up, polish it, put perfume on it, paint it, make it look pretty because it's still a turd. 
And I know looking at that defense and that coverage on Justin Jefferson, that was a turd. I don't care how much you put perfume on it. I don't care if you talk philosophy. I don't care if you talk scheme. Your scheme sucked. And it's a legitimate question to say, why did you not do this? Well, sure, if you want to blow it all up, yeah, blow it up. You know why? Because what you did didn't work. <laughs> I mean, I it, it's it's insanity. It's it's week one. I understand that, and I'm not jumping off the bridge on that. But I, it, it, it the arrogance of that group of how dare you question us when two years in a row you get beat ugly. And it's like, wow, don't worry about it. We're beyond reproach. We're 13 wins, guaranteed, no problem. You may be. You may be. I, I, Whatever you're going to do, I hope you get it fixed. I have a lot of faith in Matt LaFleur. He has got a tremendous track record. But there are certain instances when you look at this and you say, this is wrong. And we have the ability, we have the right, as a fan even. Fans saw it. People that called this show saw it. People that were watching on the Bud Light live stream saw it. They said, you know what? <laughs> Pardon me for a minute. Let me put my chicken wings and my beard out. Hang on a second. What I'm looking at on the tube right now, yeah, that sucks. Oh, there's Justin Jefferson wide open again. Oh, he's matched up with a linebacker. Well, that's a Mitch match. But I guess the scheme works, right? Wink. <laughs> so. Uh, ben, is that pretty much it? Is that it in a nutshell? Is my sarcasm dripping this morning? I think you're spot on. I mean, and people did good breakdowns on it. There were some things out there of just gaffes in the secondary when the coverage yeah. might be right, but it's undeniable that whatever the plan was to stop him just was the wrong one. Correct. And and again, I'm I'm over the top with the sarcasm at this point, but, uh, you know, I... You don't need to be a rocket scientist to say, yeah, there's a problem there. So we'll see what they end up doing. Um, I, I do, I will say on the more serious side, I do have a ton of faith in the coaching staff. I do have a ton of faith in the player personnel. I, I, I do. I think the Packers are going to, I don't want to say going to be fine, because I've been very vocal this year about I don't care a, a lot about the regular season, and I know to some of you that that just burns you but I ju I just don't it, because last year we cared a lot about the record we cared a lot about getting the number 1 overall seed and getting the perfect scenario the perfect circumstance to play at Lambeau Field and it all fell into place we've seen this happen a couple of times i remember when the giants going back to that plexico burris uh, issue i remember when the giants knocked off the cowboys and i was sitting at home in my office cuz the packers had a bye or the Packers had gotten a win. Packers had gotten a win. And had Dallas won, the Packers would have had to travel to Dallas. And instead, the Giants won, which meant the Giants, was were, they were coming to Lambeau. And we knew the weather. We knew it was going to be cold. We knew it was going to be just, you know, Green Bay weather. And I remember sitting in my office at home at the time, and this was two two houses ago. And uh, I, I had had a friend of mine I was on the phone with when I was watching a game. And we kind of chat during NFL games anyway. And I said, oh, this is it. Packers are going to the Super Bowl. 
And he, he was already congratulating me. Oh, man, that's going to be great. It's going to be a tremendous experience. You're going to love it, you know, on and on and on. And uh, that was the perfect scenario. And it turned out not to be, obviously. That was Brett Favre's last game as a Packer. And then this past year, I watched it again. It all unfolded. It was right there. All you had to do was take it. And we saw a horrific scheme on special teams. We saw a coaching staff out-coach another coaching staff because they said, look, I don't know if we can beat you just in the track meet. But what we can do is get after your quarterback, um, make him uncomfortable, and then we're going to beat you in some way, shape, or form with special teams. And that's exactly what they did. Your, their last straw was, we've got special teams. We, we can beat you there. And they took advantage of that. And twice the Packers had been outcoached. Twice the Packers had been outcoached. And this whole mishmash with the offensive line, I saw the pro football focus rating that everybody was kind of bringing up today on Twitter about Jay Canson saying one of the better graded out run blockers. Well, that's fine. But for a throwing team, that's not good. You can run block your ass off, but if it's not going to be used consistently, specifically in a game in which you're down by so much in the second half that you're forced to throw the ball, you've got to start throwing it to create something. And the pass rush was just, it was coming from everywhere. It was coming from the edge. It was coming up the gut. Who cares about the run game at that point? Because your pass blocking was horrific. So the miss, and to put Zach Tomlin at the end, and, and again, you know, it, you know, we'll wait and see what he ends up developing into. But he had a, a decent game and looked good. Not, and I went back and watched him. I didn't see really overt missed assignments or such. But uh, then they bring up Caleb Jones today, by the way. Caleb Jones, big mountain of a human being, Caleb Jones, has been elevated from the practice squad. But um, I just think that there's there's some tinkering that has to go on. And to me, when you have a sieve in the trenches, you're in trouble. And that's where you need to make the adjustments first. And I think they waited too long to put in Zach Tom. And I also think that I, th- that they waited way too long to make an adjustment for Justin Jefferson. They stuck to their plan. They stuck to their philosophy almost to a fault. And it killed him. And now you get a chance to go back. It's a learning moment. You look at all the film. You see where the breakdowns were. And you now make your adjustments. You You have a team coming in that for all intents and purposes, you should be. Regard- I mean, even if you played the exact same game as you just played in, in Minnesota, you'll still win the game because the Bears just aren't that good. They're just not that good. This was Matt LaFleur and his comments on trying to stop Justin Jefferson. Listen to this for a second. Yeah, if you want to change the structure of your defense, I mean, you could certainly do that. I think if you watch the game, there were many times throughout the course of that game where it wasn't just a single motion, it was a double motion. So now you're talking about trailing a guy, whatever it may be, but you would have to commit to man coverage. I don't know how else you get it done. Yeah, if you want to change your scheme. Well, but if your scheme isn't working, that's what you do. That's called coaching. You don't keep doing the same thing when 
there I mean even the Vikings had stated we were stunned you know uh, we were we were surprised Kirk Cousins said yeah we were surprised they didn't go after Justin Jefferson you know Belichick is so good at being a coach because he looks at what your strength is and he says look we're we're going to take away the best thing you have and beat us with everything else because if we can make you mediocre and bring you down to our level, even if we're not that good, we're going to take away the best thing you have, and then we're going to try to beat you. And if you beat us, so be it. But if it, but if you go pound for pound, man for man, and our best takes away your best, and they kind of neutralize one another, okay, that's gone. So that, that aspect of it's gone. So that's what Belichick does. He doesn't try to attack your weakness. He attacks your strength. And and that's why he is so good at at, at being a, a coach. He's just it, that's why eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to hit us up? Please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, by the way, today, yesterday, there was some technical things. Uh, up in Green Bay, but oh my God, we are so glad to be back. Welcome in the audience that is now taking a listen to us in Green Bay. It's been about a year and a half, and uh, I missed you, but we are glad you're back home. Good to be back. Good to be back on in Green Bay, the Fox Valley, all throughout that area. And uh, welcome in to the listening audience that's listening to us in WDUZ. That is just absolutely awesome. We are glad to be back. And uh, thanks for hanging in there with a while. And, and thanks to, to everybody that found us over on the Bud Light live stream or over on, uh, you know, the apps and Twitter and Twitch and YouTube and all the different platforms that we're on. But um, it just, you know, thanks to everybody for uh, for hanging in there with us. And we certainly, uh, certainly appreciate it uh, big time. So uh, thanks so much for for being there with us. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We got a lot more to get to, uh, and uh, we will continue on. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network and uh, the uh, the Packers uh, kind of regrouping. Now they have got now they have got um, today off, and then they're back at it again tomorrow. And uh, we shall we shall see what uh, adjustments they make. Caleb Jones, though we did mention, coming up to the uh, practice squad or coming up from the practice squad. Uh, so. We uh, will hear um, a little bit more about that coming up here in a little bit. In the meantime, Ian Rappaport 
Ian Rappaport uh, was on the Pat McAfee show, had a little information regarding the uh, the two big tackles for the Green Bay Packers. Take a listen. I'm not sure about Sunday night against the Bears. Jesus. I mean, I, so I think with Bakhtiar, and everyone, you know, look, everyone wants him to play all the time, and he is extremely important. Jenkins, too. Um, they want to be sure that he is ready. Uh, they want to be sure that he is healthy. So I wouldn't be surprised if both those guys miss next week as well and have more of a week three type start, which it's a long season. Um, and I think if they are if they are fully ready to play when they play, that is an okay outcome, and it makes sense to be absolutely sure. So there you go. That That is uh, Ian Rappaport on the Pat McAfee show saying that he does not believe at this point that they will indeed be ready. We will see if indeed that happens. But um, but as of right now, he... And I don't, you know... I don't... Um, I, I might not disagree. I mean, I know a lot of people want to see them come back, like right now. But I, I don't know if I would disagree if, if, if they're not. The big thing about um, the Green Bay Packers is that if they're not sure of your ability to return, they don't, they don't screw around. You're, you're, not, you're not coming back. I mean, Doc McKenzie has always been uh, a guy that, uh, you know, has erred on the side of caution for lack of a better term. So if they're not positive that, that you have that capability to come back, you're 100% strong and such, then uh, then it wouldn't shock me if they hold them out at least another week. And that would then be the Tampa Bay game that they then would return. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, um, by all means, do so. Again, 877-867-1670. And you can give us a buzz there. Hit us up on the Bud Light live stream as well if you choose to do so. Uh, I know the live stream's having some technical issues and uh, not much we can do about it at this point, so we'll just have to kind of bear with it throughout the rest of the day. Um, but that being said, this is from Mark. Mark says, uh, the defense was pathetic. Does LaFleur think it was just going to get better just because? I don't understand the logic. That's why when you play that, it he's not going to come out and go, you know what, we screwed up. You know, I mean, some coaches do. But he's not going to just come out and go, oh, by the way, yeah, yeah, we really, we messed up big time there. Not a not a good way to go. Um, so, I mean, the, you know, obviously they're going to, and plus, let's be honest, uh, the way they are pretty much like Red China where they're not going to give away any secrets, it's not like he's going to come out and go, you know what, the next time we play those guys, it is going to be Jair all day long. Uh, you know, why would you come out and say that as well, right? So I think you just... Um, you just wait. You wait and see. See what they're going to end up doing. See what, see what they're going to end up doing. And and you're not even going to have to worry about that uh, for a few weeks. Now, Godwin is solid for Tampa Bay. He's another good receiver, and they've got a couple of them down there. So I think you got to kind of pick your poison. But uh, they don't have anything like Justin Jefferson. You, you don't have to worry about that for a while now when you talk about uh, these these key components. 877-867-1670 um let's go to uh let's go to the phone calls let's go to michael listening to us in madison michael how you doing buddy what's going on 
Hey, what's up, Bill? How are you? I'm doing well today. What's on your mind? Uh, you know, I, I say sit them for next week. Do we really need those two O-linemen for the Bears game? I mean, really, I, I don't think that their pass rush is qualifying enough for us to really even care. Um, I, I think that they kind of had a lucky game against San Francisco. I think Trey Lance is kind of a question mark right now. So I'm not really holding that over as a week one, like, super victory for the Bears. I don't think that Green Bay really has much to worry about. Home opener, I think they'll be fine. Um, so sit them. You know, wait for Tampa Bay. I think it's a much more needed um, game to put in those O-linemen for with their pass rush, and I think it's the way to go. Yeah, if you – yeah, I agree with you in the – some people will say, well, you want to put them in against the Bears because it's not as – you know, you can't say it's a cupcake of a team, so therefore you should play these guys to knock the rust off. You know what I mean? Whoever sure. you're going to play, it's still man-to-man. You're still going to be going against a guy who is capable of getting around you at some point or knocking you on your ass. So it, there's no easy game. There's no easy line to go to. So if you need another week off, you take another week off. I agree with that. I agree. Yeah, it's uh, the way to go. Yep. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the buzz. That's Michael listening to us out in Madison. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Eric listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, how you doing, man? All right, man. What's happening, Bill? Thanks for taking the call. I am doing great. Thank you. Absolutely. How are you doing? We're doing good today. Excellent. Nice to hear you back. Hey, there's a couple things that I got here. First of all, LaFleur making the statement that what are you going to do, change your whole defensive philosophy? Dude, it's called making adjustments, all right? They didn't make any adjustments in that game at all, and on offense either. I mean, the problem with offense was more with the guards than the tackles. Are these the two starting guards for you this year? I, I don't know, man. But uh, here's a couple of things that used to be considered anomalies that now are not so anomalous. The Packers, in their few losses they've had with LaFleur, have been annihilated, completely embarrassed, not, not just lose. They have been blown out of the stadium. Another thing that used to be anomalous that isn't anomalous anymore. The first game after a bye, opening game of the season. This team has, team has any rest at all. It seems like they, they, they come out flat and look unprepared. And another thing that is not so anomalous anymore Matt LaFleur's record against coaches that he coached with previously. He's getting his butt handed to him by Shanahan. He's getting his butt handed to him by McVeigh. I mean, if you look at his record against other coaches that he coached with, it seems like every coach he coached with picked up little tendencies and, and inclinations from him to use against him. But, what, did he not pick up any inclinations or any tendencies of these other coaches? Because I'm waiting to see when Matt LaFleur actually gets the hand up on somebody that he used to coach with. It hasn't happened yet. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Shanahan, he's, what, what has he beaten once? Yeah, I think, I think they've beaten yeah. him once. Yeah, I think Barely, they've beaten yeah. them once. And then guys, you know, as you had mentioned, that have come out of that system, out of that tree, that have, you know, McVeigh and Shanahan and such, that uh, they have that, that – and don't forget, I mean, that was an offense that we saw a kind of a hybrid that won the Super Bowl. You know, as he came over from McVeigh's offense, brought that whole offense with him, and then implemented it, which I think is going to make Kirk Cousins an even better quarterback. And I know that's painful to say. 
But I think it will because it puts a lot of things in motion. It gives him a lot of cues. And remember, Zimmer was a defensive-minded guy. He he was a guy trying to be an offensive coach, trying to be this offensive mind, but he was more of a defensive-minded coach. Not that you know you're wrong in that assessment, but you know, and that, but he he was not paying the detail attention to the offense. That more so to the defense. And the defense was faltering year after year after year. It seemed like it eroded away as personnel were being let go. And Kirk Cousins was kind of left to figure things out for himself. I think it's going to be a lot better in offense in Minnesota now that they've actually got a head coach that's an offensive-minded head coach. Well, I agree. And I think that the pre-snap motion really had the Packers defense in knots because the motion was coming right immediately before the snap. And it had the Packers defenders running into each other on their side of the line and everything. It just was a mess. Yep. No, I completely agree, man. Good stuff. I appreciate it. We're glad we're back on in Green Bay. Thanks for taking a listen to us, okay? Have a great day, man. Thanks for taking my call. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. Good to be back on in Green Bay. Love it. Cassidy in Green Bay says, love to have you back. Mark says, finally, your voice is back on in Green Bay. Love it. Uh, this is from uh, New Men, who says, uh, our group listens every day here at work. We're glad to have you back. Uh, finally, some real Packers talk. And uh, also, this is from uh, Chris. Chris says, uh, good to have you back on in green and gold. In green and gold. Thank you very much. Scott, too. Scott just chimed in as well. Scott, thank you very much. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. We've got a lot more to get to today. Uh, we have got so much going on today, as a matter of fact. We are going to hear uh, um, here in Lacrosse, Grant Bills, he also uh, does a program out here at Sports Talk uh, WKTY and does it on our network as well. So Grant's going to be joining us. No! Um, no! Yeah, <laughs> Grant's going to be here. Uh, also, uh, coming up a little bit later on, Rob Reichel is going to be here. Uh, Schofield is going to be here, our buddy from SB Nation. So we got a lot to get to. We're going to hear from uh, some of the uh, pressers from yesterday as well. Hang in there. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. talk about the adjustments and and um uh david over on the, the bud light live stream brings up a really good point he said look they did make an adjustment justin jefferson didn't do a lot in the second half you're correct but they they ran the ball a lot in the second half they ran it more in the second half because they were salting the game away and that's when they started opening it up to other other guys too don't forget but um they had 13 carries in the first half, 15 carries in the second half of rushing the football. And that's when they suddenly got Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook out of the backfield, K.J. Osborne a little more involved in the second half. So you're correct. Absolutely. They did make an adjustment. It was too little too late because by then, uh, you know, I think in the first half alone, Justin Jefferson had a, uh, 158 yards. So you can talk about, half, quote, halftime adjustments, but at that point in time, the dynamic of the game had changed as well, don't forget. 
877-867-1670, uh, It seems like everything's back and working and doing all that kind of proper stuff over there in the Bud Light live stream. So good to have all that back and fixed. And thanks to the engineers out here at uh, WKTY. Um, this is from Mac. Mac says, uh, I hope that Matt LaFleur has a better game plan against the Bears. It would be awful to start off 0-2 and to lose two divisional games right away. I'm and I here let's go back let's back up for a second. I had picked the Bears to get beat, but I had picked the Packers to get beat. So, you know, one and one we'll say. I did not think the Packers would win that game uh, up in Minneapolis, and here's the reason why. Um new head coach, new pep in your step, new offense, the same familiarity when it came to the uh, the offensive unit and the weaponry they had. Uh, when you got Justin Jefferson and you get Darisaw back, your big left tackle, he comes back, uh, you know, obviously uh, Ingram, uh, big Ed, Ed Ingram. Uh, you got uh, Adam Thielen, uh, Jalen Rager they made the trade for, K.J. Osborne. They still have Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. You still have the familiarity with Kirk Cousins. You just look at all of that and say, it's the same group of guys who are just learning a different playbook and, 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 and a hybrid type of system. So, and a system that is better. So I thought offensively speaking, they were set, okay? And I was really anxious to see this 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 much-talked-about Packers defense do a job against them. And I was a little bit, and, and again, I go back to the fact that even the Vikings were shocked the Packers didn't play man up on Justin Jefferson, okay? So that being said, then that you've got a healthy Daniel Hunter, You've got a healthy Zadarius Smith who is just at that point salivating to get after the Green Bay Packers. They're still good in the middle. Uh, 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 Harrison Phillips is is solid at the nose tackle position. David uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, really, really good as well. They got better in the secondary. I'm not going to say they're great, but you still have Eric Hendricks. You still have Jordan Hicks. You know, I mentioned uh, Zadarius, uh, the addition of Zadarius. They added Shannon Sullivan who is also, don't forget, I mean, you, you may not, you may say, wow, Shannon Sullivan, come on. But he's a guy that has gone up against this Packers offense, up against this this uh, this Matt LaFleur offense for a few years in Green Bay. So he knows some of the nuances as well. Between him and Zedarius, that's a lot of intel. And they're both solid players. Zedarius better, obviously, but they're both solid players. So I thought, this is going to be a tough game. This is not going to be an easy matchup. And I thought it would be closer but I thought the and plus the production of and the 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 sound and the crowd and the energy and opening day and I just thought this is kind of the Vikings Super Bowl and they put everything they had into that game. So now we'll see what the rest of the season holds. They got off, and they got the momentum going, and they got the ball rolling in the right direction. So now we'll see what the Packers do. And the Packers have go back to last year. They started out slow. They, you know, again, I, what I said yesterday, I think, rings really true. There was a lot of reasons why you could see this coming. You know, and I'll start with the leadership of Aaron Rodgers specifically. He didn't want to come to OTAs. He didn't want to come to the, the minicamp. The mandatory he showed up for, but remember, he said, I don't need to be there. Cobby will coach them up. I don't like joint practices. I don't want to play in the preseason. There's a lot of I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want and, – and these are all things he used to do. 
So, and I I agree. Aaron Rodgers is an unbelievably brilliant football player. He is probably one of the smartest guys to ever take a snap under center. He is the matrix going to the line of scrimmage. But there is a chemistry, there is a familiarity, there is a coachability that he has that no one else has because it starts with the snap of the football to put it in the MVP's hands. There's a level of expectation. There's a level of relationship. There's a level of need, of want, of, of into it that has to go into all of that. That starts from day one, shaking a hand, eating lunch with a guy, going to dinner with a guy, talking to guys in rooms, talking to guys, whatever, however it is, relationships are built, that they do it that way. It takes time. And the difference between this year and years past is this year you didn't have a number one. You have always had a guy, whether it was Jordy, whether it was Greg, whether it was Jermichael, Donald, you've always had guys, James Jones. You always had this group of guys. Devontae, you go through the whole list of guys. You always had somebody. You had a blanket. This year there was no blanket. So the difference between Kirk Cousins and what he was coming into with Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, you go through that list, and what Aaron Rodgers was coming into, a new Sammy Watkins, a new uh, Romeo Dubs, a new Christian Watson, you know, a new uh, Samore. So, uh, Samore Torian, you, you know all those guys are new. You've, It's different. It's just different. So, it starts there and then trickles down. So, I, I just thought they would lose. I thought they would take their lumps, and then they would go back and say, whoa, that was ugly, just like last year. That was ugly, and now we come out and fire on all cylinders because it it brings your focus back to center. Last year was the, thank God he's back, here's the reunion, we've got to make things better, we've got to make Aaron Rodgers happy. It was the great big giant hug of Aaron Rodgers coming back into training camp. This year, it was about, what do we talk about? The most coming into training camp. What was the most discussed thing during the OTAs in coming into training camp, what was the most discussed thing that we talked about and kind of joked about and 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 was probably the the ayahuasca? Is am I pronouncing that correct, Ben? Yes, yes, you are. The ayahuasca. That's what we talked about the most. There, there was there was no other discussion. There wasn't like you know guys getting together and working on this or working on that and relationship building we we were talking about ayahuasca they Bill, they had about the go ahead they had t-pain performing at halftime i don't know how you could they brought out all the stops i don't know how right. you can possibly yeah, win t- a game when the opponent t-pain brings playing. in t-pain t-pain was hanging out it was really cool watching the uh the pre-production of all of that but we wa- we talked about the receiving core or lack thereof and ayahuasca those were the two big topics who was going to be the number one and we all know there's not a true number one. I don't mean to be a jerk, but you don't have anybody of uh, of a Devontae caliber, Tariq Hill caliber, Amari Cooper caliber. You know? And then there was other guys that were sitting out there that they didn't want to go after. And I, I, I'll say this. Now we'll see what the rest of the season holds, but Julio Jones looked pretty good. Tom Brady made him look pretty good. And I didn't think he, I, you know, Tennessee cut him loose. I don't. I didn't think he would uh, amount to much. So, in one game, not a bad look. I went back and watched a little bit of that when people started talking about it. I thought, well, I better go see for myself. And he didn't look bad. He didn't look bad. He's, he's lost a step. There's there's no doubt about that. But he didn't look bad. 
Um, and Brady took time off, too. I mean, he, you know, but he got Godwin and Evans and everybody back. So, and then they had added Julio Jones. But I, I just, um, I, I just, it, it, there always seems to be this early dysfunction and then they get it right. So, in the essence of getting crazy, no, I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going nuts on the Packers. I think they're going to be fine. I just, I think there's a right to criticize. I think there's a right to question. But I think in the long run, I'm still sticking with my 13 to 14 wins on the season. I, I believe that. But my thought was, and I said it on national shows and I've said it locally, I really thought we would see more motion. Much of what we saw in the second half of that ballgame, I thought we'd see more motion, more movement, more of the quick outs, uh, wide receiver bubble screens and such. I think we'll see a lot of that. You can still take a shot downfield. And Christian Watson, you know, he – was highlighted over and over and over again on the four-letter network and the NFL network and watching that drop and grabbing the two hands on his helmet and going, oh, my God, because he knows it. I I would probably venture a guess that that's just not going to be the norm. But um, you've got weapons. It's going to take time for them to really get on the same page with Rodgers. But am I in a panic mode? No, not in a panic mode. Not, uh, Not in a panic mode. Not at all. So, anyway, that being said, Christopher, you the man. Scott, how you, how you doing? Love talking to you. Jesse, glad to have you back as well. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, if you're watching on the Bud Light live stream, you can always follow us on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Show. You can follow us on the Facebook fan page, Facebook.com, The Bill Michael Show. Find us over there. Email the program, TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. The website, simply TheBillMichaels.com. That's the easiest way to follow us. You can listen live there on your laptops and your computers or download the app. Download the app. Our main app, our flagship station out of Madison, W-O-Z-N, The Zone in Madison. It's easy. It comes up. You'll see it right there in the uh, the Play stores and such. You can find us there. Another great way to listen to the program. Take us anywhere and everywhere. But it is so good to be back on in Green Bay. Thanks to, uh, and everybody, uh, for that matter, on the network as we continue to grow. And I'm hoping to see Greg and the gang at WJJQ when I head up to uh, Tomahawk tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Say hi to them, our newest affiliate over there as well. So a lot of good stuff going on. Thanks for taking a listen to us. Stay tuned. we got a lot more The Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers review the film of their 23-7 loss to the Vikings. Was Minnesota able to dominate the Packers' offense with those four quarterback sacks, a forced fumble, and an interception? Packers rookie receiver, Romeo Dobbs. I mean, if you say so, then yes. Uh, Again, we was just trying to figure out ways to um, bounce back and just be able to, uh, you know, be the dynamic offense that we are. But, you know, some things just won't go the way how you expect them. So it's just, again, that's the point of uh, progression on my end and just being a player, being a person, and just stacking days moving forward. Dobbs actually led the Packers receivers with four catches for 37 yards and was asked what was the message after the game from the coaches and the veteran players. Uh, The biggest message we got from this was just, you know, we got 17 weeks of football. Uh, I personally feel that this team is probably one of the better teams that I've, you know, saw on TV or been around. So, again, it's just being able to progress and, you know, stack days, just moving forward. It, it gets repetitive every time. So, 
Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. I would say that we didn't play our best. That's how I, because I think our guys did show up. We just didn't execute. And all you got to do is, is look at the end of the game, how our guys were still competing, you know, and playing hard. And so that, to me, is encouraging. So there's a lot we got to clean up, obviously. And it, it starts with how we go out there and practice. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. things by the way this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at social house h-a-u-s on west lisbon road menominee falls great for watching any sporting event and the cozy atmosphere that they have now that they've expanded a little bit but the food the highly acclaimed cheese curd burglar and uh, don't forget burglar <laughs> burger and uh, don't forget get this uh, on sundays you buy you go in there on sunday morning you get ready for the packers game you buy a cocktail and you get free pancakes oh it's so good that's our friends at social house Social House right there on uh, Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Good stuff. Say hi to Dan and his staff. They're really, really good people. So uh, two things uh, over on the, uh, the, the Twitter feed. Uh, Badger Base says seven first-rounders in the Packers' defense, yet they still stink. No doubt LaFleur is privately questioning the hiring of Joe Barry, given his horrible resume. No. Remember last year they gave up in week one 38 points to the Saints. I mean, got drilled. Drilled, right? After that, they were pretty good defense. They weren't the best scoring defense in the league, but they ended up in top 12, top 10 in a lot of statistics. So to say after this one game, ah, Joe Barry sucks and he's out, it's his track record. No, that's no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Um, now, if it continues, yeah, then you can begin to question it. But, no, you can't do that. Um, I just, I, I don't, that's that's a, that's too convenient of an excuse. You got to let it play out. You got to, you got to wait and see what happens. I still think, and again, you, you talk about uh, drafting defensive players. You got to let them. You got to let them mature. You know, Rashawn Gary wasn't all that his first year. He has proven me wrong, man. He has become pretty much a stud. Uh, you know, obviously you'd like to see him and Preston Smith more more involved in the in the backfield, but they did a pretty good job. The offensive line has been somewhat shored up by the Minnesota Vikings. So give them some credit. The Vikings played pretty well. Uh, Kaminsky SZN Frank the Tank says. Uh, it's all well and good to say that beating the uh, Packers is the Vikings Super Bowl, but it's a lot more meaning when you've proven that you're the better team. Pride goeth before the fall, and I think it's far too early in the season to dismiss a team like that. Kaminsky, I've always I've said all along that the, the Vikings could challenge for the top spot in the North. I still think the Packers are going to win it, but this in starting this season in the microcosm of the game that it is, they believe the team is better. They this they were they were starting out zero and zero. Right, everybody was tied for the top spot in the division, right? Nothing changed. 
you're right, it's one game. But I still think the Packers are going to win the division. I think the Vikings are a close second. But I still think the Packers are going to win the division. Let's do this. Uh, We're going to talk with Mark Schofield. He is with SB Nation. And we're going to talk with him a little bit uh, about this Packers team and about the matchup. Also, what we saw last night, Russell Wilson's return to Seattle took the ball out of his hands. Ah, Nathaniel Hackett. Would you have taken the ball out of the hands of Aaron Rodgers and given it to a field goal kicker who, while he's okay from that range, he's only made 22% of his kicks from 55 to 60? I don't know if I'd have done that. Talk a little bit about that and so much more. Also, Jerry Jones with craziness. Go figure, right? But Jerry Jones with craziness. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.